everyone, welcome back to TV Guys, the show where we talk about TV shows that are older than some of our guests. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. And I'm Emma. And we've got Emma back. That's right. The star performer from our Power Rangers episode has come back and she's turned the tables because for the Power Rangers episode, Emma had to watch a show that she had never seen before. Actually, it wasn't even the show. It was just the reunion special and go into it blind. And now we're like, well, let's talk about something that you absolutely love. So her favorite show, right, Emma? Yeah. Yeah. So she watches it on a loop. So she like has everything fresh. I had never seen it before recently. So I, I started watching from the beginning. So I've seen season one, most of season two. And then in addition to that, both Matt and Emma gave me some episodes to watch. So I've seen a spattering of some of the big ones. So yeah. I have a general idea, but there's a lot that I've missed. And so Matt, how much of the show have you seen? Um, I can't remember exactly where I left off. Cause I remember um, we, one of the episodes that uh, Emma picked was the plane crash season finale. And I had remembered that episode. And for me, that was when, I felt like the show got too big for its britches where it's like, okay, no, no hospital is going to go through this much trauma at this point. It's unbelievable. But I know that I also was around when like Dr. Maggie came in and I saw maybe a season or two of her. So I don't remember exactly where I stopped, but it, there was also in one of the episodes we watched where the fire at the the um it was another season finale the fire their big explosion at the hospital right after one of these doctors killed this uh runaround rapist oh, in the episode yeah, before yeah. i saw that i saw that one too so that was one that i watched i'm like i don't recognize some of these characters like there's this dr nathan i didn't have any context for who he was so i didn't yeah. get as far as him that's when they did like all the new interns and as i keep adding in interns you just get confused with everybody who's yeah Especially as I was jumping around, I kept okay. I, I realized now her name is Teddy, but uh, yeah, I kept thinking, oh, that's Audrey from Twenty Four, and I, I just in my mind it's just Audrey, but she's a doctor now. <laughs> Audrey from Twenty Four, yeah, that's her. Yeah, um, she looked familiar. I'd never watched Twenty Four, but I think has she been in other stuff? I'm sure she, I've seen her in other things. Well, I'm sure she's in more than just two different TV shows, but that's what no. I know her. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> These huge leaps in logic. She gets starring roles on two shows and that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all you get. Mm-hmm. If you blow one, then uh, you got the second one to fall back. You get one on. more. You get one chance. <laughs> <laughs> one shot. That's why you don't see Matthew Fox in nothing anymore. Well, he was he, he was party of five before Lost. Yeah, that was his two. That was it. Exactly. See, you proved my point. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. I also, when I first got into this show, is when I was a, a youth pastor like 10 years ago. And there was a group of, of teens that like, they loved this show. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a watch just because of that. So then I watched it and we had like a text thread going and I actually, in the text thread, we all changed our names to different characters. And in commemoration of that, my name today on our little walkthrough here is chief Weber because he was one of my early favorites. Love chief Weber a lot. One of my favorites too. Yeah, That's who you like. Yeah. And then uh, we changed ours to George O'Malley. <laughs> yeah. I, I can see that. I can see you having a soft spot for George. Emma, who's who's your favorite? I know it's hard because there's a lot of different ones and they come and go and et cetera, but who's one or two of your top characters? Um, I really like Christina. I don't even really know why. She's just so serious, but yet somehow it's just funny how she's like really serious. I just tell them how she's one of my least favorites. <laughs> Yeah, same here. For a Sears character, even though she has some comedic lines, I like Miranda. I think like the no-nonsense type personality works really well with Miranda, but not as much with Christina to me. Yeah, she's also one of my favorites, too, especially when she gets mad at the interns. (laughs) Which is every episode in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who else? So you you like Miranda and Christina. Who else? Um, I like a lot of the... Um, magic characters so meredith alex christina izzy and george, george. i thought we we're talking i didn't realize that that was a thing i thought we we're talking about a completely different show for a second <laughs> I remember magic in this but the five interns from the beginning yeah yeah um i liked when owen showed up i i liked sloan i liked some of his personality but i really liked owen when he showed up i think he took over for weber for like my favorite character once he popped in I did not like him at first. I thought he was annoying because he pretty much just like 
um, when he, like, first got there, like, he pretty much just, like, the first episode he appeared in, he pretty much just, like, took over, like, the whole hospital and, like, as if he was, like, working there. And he, um, like, he did this, he convinced a doctor that has never done that this, um, study had only been, like, studied, um, a few, like, one other time, I think, to try to get a man to walk again. And, um, he almost died because, um, Owen Hunt, um, tried to convince that person because he thought he knew, which he ended up dead living and ended up walking, but it was just, I didn't like him. Yeah. I think yeah, for me, one thing that, that helped me with Owen is I'd seen the actor before in, in the short <laughs> show called Journeyman. I don't know if you remember that at all, uh, Brian. I almost called you George. Nope. Um, so it's kind of like a Quantum Leap type episode. A, a mixture of like, uh, not episode, TV show. It was a mixture of Quantum Leap and um, like the time traveler's wife. Like a guy could go, but like instead of it going into other people, he would just randomly show up at different points in time. And he never knew how long he was going to be there. And never knew when he was time traveling next, etc. I thought it was a really interesting premise, and I liked it a lot. And so when he came on, I'm like, "Hey, it's this guy that didn't get much of a shot after that that one season episode or TV show." But you were going to say something else, Brian, about a different character that you really liked. What what did I cut you off with? Um, I like, in addition to those guys, I mean, all characters have a have a good a good purpose to them. But I like I like Doctor Weber yep. a lot. He's interesting where. It's kind of it's it's like the stark contrast because I was telling Emma a little bit about I used to watch we, me and you both watched Scrubs and Emma hasn't seen it mm-hmm. yet, but it's such a stark contrast to the chief of medicine, Doctor Kelso. Yes, it's like he's actually caring and not just all about the bottom line, and you know, and that and who else do I like? It's weird because in, in the very beginning you hate at least I hated Alex and then like pretty quick after you realize oh he's not. Um, a complete tool. You did mention, yep. like, um, you did mention how you liked um, Miranda too. Oh yeah, that's right. Miranda is good. Another good one. Yeah, because that that kind of sassy character it can sometimes be insufferable, but she matches it with enough like caring personality that it's not like she's just overtaking because she threads that line perfectly. And like yes. the moment I watched the one recently where Shepard is uh, operating on her, her husband while there's a bomb. In, in in a patient down the hall. Yep. And the bomb squad tells us telling him, you need to get out of here. Like the, the chief of surgery is going to tell you to get out. And he's just like, uh, the chief doesn't scare me. Uh, Miranda <laughs> Bailey scares me. <laughs> yes. That's a good line. That's, that's a great episode too. Well, before we like get into too much other stuff, I know I jumped the shark here on talking about characters versus just the overall feel. So, Brian, after a season and a half or two seasons, pretty much with the extra episodes you watch, you watch probably yeah. about two seasons worth. What are your thoughts of Grey's Anatomy overall? Overall, I do like it. It is a show that keep, that keeps you going because it's a balance because on your end, Matt, I totally agree with you. You said one hospital, even the ones I saw, oh, some of them have a plane crash. There's a bomb. There's a fire. Like whatever you can imagine, it's it's happened in this one hospital. Even though it spans twenty years, it's a little unrealistic. A flood. A fl- apparently, there's a flood. I haven't seen yeah. the flood episode <laughs> yet. But you want it to be more exciting than real life because if you think about it, I would no one would want to watch twenty years of my life straight because it's not that interesting. <laughs> and I think most of us would have moments like st- we have all have interesting stories in life, but not enough interesting stories to fill up that much. So you have to bend the truth and have exaggeration in order to just have it be watchable. Yep. And even though it goes over the top, it shows always set a level of believability. And as long as you stay within that scope and this show kind of sets that from the early on, like this is the level of believability for this show where it's going to be crazy and wacky. Yeah. And I have no problem with like the crazy outlandish stuff. Like we're going to get into our favorite episodes in a minute. And one of my favorite episodes is a very crazy premise of a shooter coming to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But, um, as crazy as that is the thing that threw me off with this show is as it's going on, it gets to a point of like, okay, there's so much and this show needs to come to a close. And so that's where I got thrown off with it of like, I, I, I got 10 seasons probably into it, maybe more. And I'm like, I feel like every episode I've seen a version of this in another one of these episodes. So I, I felt like at that point I was okay to step away. And I rarely like cut off shows in the middle of watching it. But this one I was like, I don't think I can keep trekking along. 
Well, yeah, and there was one episode where there was like a psych person. Do you remember that? We watched it together. Um, and oh you yeah. Were, you, this you were like, this is strike one. For, it was in the first season, I think it was. It was like one of the first episodes you watched, and you're like, this is strike one for this show because there's like, this that's just too. Um, well, what was it that that, I, that bothered me so much? I'm trying to remember. Um, it was I remember a, saying that, but I don't it remember why. It was a why. psych person that he believed he could predict the future and um, just say. Um, oh yeah, it's like this show shouldn't be a supernatural type show. See, I like some show, some like episodes like that. Like, um, <laughs> there was an episode of House where there was a character who had this um, syndrome where he was just mirroring anyone like the person with the most power in the room and so he would mirror their personality and that was his diet that's what he had going on and they had to figure out how to fix him and that i know that's not supernatural but it's this weird obscure like almost type of supernatural type thing where it's like how would he know some of the things that he would know like you can't read someone that well sort of thing and so i enjoyed like that little bit of a break from some of the more grounded episodes. So I don't have a problem if it does that maybe once a season or once every other season, just toys with, Oh, was that maybe real without like really saying, yes, this is supernatural. The closest thing to that in real life actually was with you, Matt. I remember being frustrating and you threw when we played mafia. Cause you would just watch everyone when they got the cards and you'd be like, they're mafia, they're mafia. <laughs> no one likes playing mafia with me. <laughs> And then even then I'd be like, they're mafia just to see if have they respond. And then you'd be like, no. And I'm like, oh, what? Yep. I was right. They actually are mafia. That's I think one time I purposely didn't even look at my card at first because that way I, ca- I can't give you anything. I think I waited <laughs> until we all went to sleep to look and see if I was mafia or not. I ain't giving them nothing. Yeah. You can't, you can't read me if I don't know. That's that's true. If I have no idea what I'm doing, no one else does. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, let's jump into our our favorite. Did I did I skip Emma about your overall thoughts of the show? Because I think we might have gotten that right. Uh, yeah, I think I think okay. I answered. Okay, sounds good. So we'll jump into our favorite episodes, and I think a great place to start is with that season. I think it's eight finale of the two-parter with the uh, Gary Clark coming into the hospital with a gun, and I really, to me, I felt like this was the best episode of the sh- the best two episodes of the show because it was very dramatic. Of course, yeah. it tied up because it was a season finale. It tied up a lot of the relationship arcs and mm-hmm. issues that were going on, and it gave uh, all these characters like that threat of death to be able to address like what's really important what do i actually care about while also have a very compelling like realistic threat looming over you like this this character this gary clark was just this force that he kept popping up in these different places and they they played it in this like you never know who he's going to interact with and you just know and and early on when like no one knows that he's got a gun and he's shooting people you're like you guys there's a problem you guys need to deal with this problem don't just stand there talking about your relationship stuff take this seriously well he's really well done he's in the elevator with christina and he easily could have shot her and he's like frustrated because no one's telling her and then because i think because she gives him directions to to derek's office of all people he he yeah like didn't get mad and like he didn't shoot her yeah okay the first girl that he shoots in the head was that just a random she was, character? No, was that was an intern. I don't remember her name. Um, yeah, I can't remember her name, but yeah. she was a recurring guest star for the season. That they they did this merger with this other hospital, and that's where we got yeah. Avery and uh, Kepner and mm-hmm. uh, a couple others, and the other guy that died in those two episodes. And so they like there's a certain point of the season where it's like it had a really bloated cast. We had a lot of these characters. Like there's so many characters to keep stock of. So when he comes in and immediately kills a character that has been in probably over 10 episodes and like just right away and you're like, whoa, and then shoots Karev right after that. There's this like, okay, anyone is on the table. It's a season finale or the second to last episode. People are going to die. Someone already has who is going to be the the people. And so it was really well done that way too. That makes me think that they probably brought those characters in that season knowing they were going to plan for that in the season finale because they they want to build them up enough so that it's like a, it's a shocking death, but without yeah. killing, you know, yeah. it, like Alex didn't die and Shepard didn't die and like Christina didn't die and all, all these characters. Well, then yeah, and yeah. then in one of the in like the people they brought over from the other hospital, um, 
I think the hospital was Mercy West, and the um one of them they brought over, they if I remember right, they cut one of them right away too. Yeah, because there was um, either like too many or they just weren't. Well, Richard Weber told them that one of them would be cut and then she ended up getting cut. Well, it's kind of like wasn't that April and she came back because I remember April got fired because she couldn't like she didn't remember to check for smoke inhalation or something like that. And something that basic that you check for and someone died because she didn't check for that. And then she got fired, but somehow came back. I don't remember if it was April. I feel like it was somebody else, but then April also got fired. But because like okay. this person got cut from the program, and I don't think okay. they came back. I, I think it was a different um, intern. At first, when you said cut, I was thinking like actually like cut to death with a knife. I'm like, well, there's a shooter. There's a plane crash. Of oh course, someone gosh. got cut to death. But no, I guess they just got cut. There's a guy with knives for hands just walking <laughs> around, swinging them around. Well, it wouldn't even be the craziest thing that happened on this show. <laughs> that's sadly true um so yeah that's that is definitely like peak like i said but what are some other favorite episodes emma let's hear from you because i know that you gave brian five episodes so i'm guessing your favorite episode is probably one of those five um yeah it, it's like all of the i don't really have like one specific episode i like all of the like dramatic ones that you're at the edge you see because if it's like your first time watching like you never know like what's gonna happen next yeah, I I also like go ahead go ahead Brian. What were you gonna say? Well, one thing. So I knew going into the, watching the show, I knew that Derek was gonna die at some point. So, and I watched the shooting episode before I watched the Derek dying episode. So I thought he was gonna die in that one. Yeah, I think one of my favorites is the one I just finished up today, actually, which is the two parter, where it is the there's the patient with the bomb in her in his chest. The Meredith mm-hmm. got it hold, while at the same time Shepard is doing brain surgery on Bailey's husband while Bailey is in labor. That, that's a good two-parter. Yeah. And Kyle Chandler brings a really <laughs> good um, gravitas to that role of the guest star. And so he was, he was this great um, foil for, and apparently Christina Ricci was also, you know, guest star in there, but uh, Kyle Chandler was well, a really good foil. Was Christina for, Ricci. Yeah. I didn't realize it until just now. And so I really liked, because there was, I'll be honest, it was a little annoying. They had this arc with Meredith where she was kind of self-sabotaging, not really valuing her own life. And so you see that by her just being the one to grab the bomb. And that was one of the instances of that acting out, this almost suicidal behavior, but not quite. Mm-hmm. And so there was – I didn't like completely that arc because I, I thought that it could have done it differently and I just didn't like where it went. But to at least have it come to a head in something really strong like this, I thought was a, a really good way to uh, put her in danger while also, um, you know, fleshing out that that side of her and kind of putting a cap. I think that it kind of went away after this episode. Um, yeah. um I th- no, there wasn't. Um, after that episode, there was another episode of okay. uh, her not really, um, like wanting to live and stuff and um that i don't remember how much after but i don't remember if i gave it to you or not um Uh, it was a ship one which um i kind of forgot about until i just recently watched it like again no i don't um and i think i watched it after i gave you episodes so i probably would have given you it if um if i um watched it before but was it um, the one that ended with her almost drowning yeah where she didn't even really like fight to swim she's kind of let herself sink. I remember that now. Yeah, I think that might have been the one that I didn't like. Where I was like, this was a, a solid turn in that suicidal like thing in the back of her mind. Whereas that one of just frankly giving up when you easily could swim to the surface was like, come on. Yeah. At the point I'm at on my, on my watch, minus the episodes I've seen in the future, are like Meredith is just about to find out. Like she's piecing, piecing it together that uh dr weber had an affair with her mom she doesn't know yet but she's like about to know sure Mm -hmm. um i shared a while ago when we were talking about emotional moments in shows i shared about an episode of grace that i gave you to watch that had what's his name from mighty ducks do you remember the actor's name fulton his name what's his name some 
You pointed that out to me in the episode yeah, we watched. His character is Fulton from Mighty Ducks. His name is yeah. it, something Henson. Was is is his actor's the name? It was the dad of that little girl. Yeah, yeah, the dad of yeah. the little girl. And mm-hmm. I loved that little B plot because that was so heartbreaking to me of watching a dad in futility try and save his daughter, and in his attempts to save her he was going to miss being there for her as she died. And so him like holding her and Miranda, like pleading with him to be like, she needs her dad for this and him just holding her in his arms and it, it, describing, cause he told her they're going to go to Mexico and describing mm-hmm. how beautiful it is down there. Like that whole scene is just so heartbreaking and it was really well done. One of the best little arcs, little stories in the whole series, I think. Yeah. And at the end of that, someone like Miranda, basically says to someone, I didn't do a single medical thing at all today. And, it's, and was it George or was it someone told her like, uh, you know what, you know what you did was heroic. And I think you know that too. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember yeah. who that was. I Was that too early for Arizona? Cause I thought it was her. No, that was too early. Oh, mm-hmm. was maybe it, it was. Cause no, I forget- it was because um, Mar- or Miranda was on Arizona service. Yes. It was Arizona. Look yeah. at me remembering stuff. <laughs> Woohoo. See, I just like, like I'm so I'm getting it. I'm watching the later ones with like Arizona and Callie and Teddy, and then I'm watching the earlier ones with George and Izzy. So they're they're kind of getting mixed together. Yeah. So there's a lot with that. There's a lot of sad moments in this show. Matt yeah. to me took the cake for mine. What would you guys say was one or a couple of your saddest moments or episodes? Can I go first? Um definitely. Whenever like a main character like Derek died because it made like a big impact on like the show. Um, well, okay, Derek's death was an interesting episode because first they set up like a whole big Derek's a superhero at the, yeah. at the accident thing, and then at the end it's they they mess with your emotions because because he like hey you think I knew he's, he's gonna, gonna live. Well, because yeah, after like the whole, he's narrating it in his head because he can't speak, but he knows what needs to be done. Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna die," and then it cuts to Meredith going to the hospital, and he's all fine. He's like, "I'm gonna be great. Everything's mm-hmm. great." All of a sudden, then it snaps back. Oh, that was a dream, and he is dead. Like, what? We thought he was dead. Then you made us think he was alive. Then no, he's dead again. Like, stop messing with us. Don't toy with my emotions. Like, even though. Even though I knew he died at some point, I knew that Emma gave me that episode, so I figured this has to be it. It's like the Derek Showcase finale episode. When yep. she came back in and he was fine, I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't the episode. And then, yep, yeah, it is. Well, okay, it is. Well, you thought it was going to be like the first when you watched the shooting episode. Because you watched the shooting episode before Derek yeah. dying episode, and you thought that's when he died because he got shot. That's true. I did think, I did think he was going to die there, especially since they hadn't been – because I didn't know the two other people – and they were working on Alex. I figured Alex wasn't wasn't gonna die. I thought maybe Derek was gonna be the big finale death of that of that one. Nice. I asked Emma earlier. We can talk about other characters rather than Derek. I kind of derailed your question, but that's okay. When that episode aired, was it known that Patrick Dempsey was leaving the show, or was it kind of like, or did people watch it and think, oh, a main character is dead? See, I watched it late too. That I knew that he was leaving. I didn't know that he died. I just knew that he was that. like where the show was at currently he wasn't on it anymore so i'm like well at some point he's going off must i I probably assumed he died so i don't think i had a huge shock but i think i was probably the same way waiting for you but i just was not as confident about it as you are with knowing he died well yeah and then i heard from like my friends when he died i think i was in fifth grade because my um, fifth grade teacher was really obsessed with watching that show. And mm-hmm. so um, she like told my friends because they watched the show and I hadn't yet started the show. And she said like Derek died and stuff and they were all shocked. And I was like, who's Derek? And then <laughs> I started watching the show and I um, was like, oh, Derek. And so like I knew it was coming and there was like a few moments when you're like, is this it? Is this it? And like, one of them would be in season five, the like the first episode, I think it is. Um, Meredith has a dream that Derek dies, and you don't know it's a dream because in the beginning of the episode, they just show Meredith like um, running into the hospital and asking Christina like, "Is it bad?" And then he go, she goes and looks through the window of Derek's hospital room, and just sees um, him intubated and 
ba- Dr. Bailey, like, taking off her gloves, like, looking at a clock and mouthing words, and, like, she starts screaming. And so, um, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is definitely it. And then it turns out it's a dream. And I'm like, what the heck? Why would you do this to my emotions? <laughs> How about Lexi's death? Because I felt like that that was another episode we watched. I felt like that yeah. was another like big death. I think Lexi's and George's were, were both big deaths, even though George yeah. was something as simple as getting hit by a bus and not something as crazy as crashing a whole plane and everyone people lose yeah. their legs and paralysis and et cetera. Well, it was kind of sad because, you know, her and Meredith had just started like becoming closer and finally like not like Meredith started actually like, liking her and so all of a sudden she just dies off and yeah. it's like well they just start having a good relationship okay i got a question since i've only seen the smattering in the early ones there's no mention at all about Meredith having a sister and even when she's going to visit her mom in the nursing home no one says so do you think they wrote they, they retconned that she had a sister or do you, do you yep. think they just yeah they retconned absolutely I feel like this show does retconning like all the time. Like, oh, by the way, because I was in that one episode that you had us watch of the explosion. It ends that season on, oh, Owen, your sister's alive. Like, okay, he had a sister? I didn't I didn't even realize this. Yeah, they were making a big deal of that. I figured that was something that we knew as an audience before that. Yeah, we must have, but I didn't. Yeah, so. and then I've seen the, out of the later ones I've seen, uh, Miranda has a different husband. So clearly she either gets widowed or divorced at some point between yeah. the gap that I've seen. Yeah. And then he goes to be on Chicago fire. So yeah. And then, yeah, I saw, I found that out not that long ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, because I saw this um, video on YouTube and it looked like him. I was like, Oh, maybe it's just like a different show and a different actor. But then I saw, him and, or not his, him and um, Miranda's kid, but like Miranda's kid, Tuck, like on the, that show too. And I was like, what the heck? And then I find out that it's like, because he became a firefighter. Yep. Um. So I was like, oh, so he must have just, um, like they just made a show about him yeah. and the firefighter. That was one of the last arcs that I think about it that I remember is his kind of like, him being too much of this hero type and making (coughs) rash decisions that weren't the safest just to like make a big splash, you know, and that it was unsafe as a doctor. He ends up getting fired because of that. So that was the last arc that I remember quite vividly from the show. Yeah. Um, So with all these characters leaving the show, I'm sure a lot of them were the, the, the actor choosing to leave the show, but I can't think of many things that these actors were in other than Grey's Anatomy. Like Patrick Dempsey seemed like he was a big name, but I can't think of like a movie he was in or, or what other show he was in. Like, like Enchanted. Was- now he was he was in a good oh, yeah. amount of stuff. Yeah, because like, like these, these characters leave these people leave the show to go do the other stuff. What's the other stuff they did? Like Catherine Heigl was big for like a year, maybe two, and then now no one talks about her anymore. Yeah. Well, she kind of shot herself in her in the foot with how she was too. Like uh, she turned down an Emmy or something like that when she was nominated for it because she's like, oh, I, you know, like she thought it was beneath her sort of thing. Um, and then like she went on on record of talking about the movies that made her famous and be like, oh, these are stupid. Why would people watch these movies? Like knocked up. And so like people like that kind of propelled you to stardom. So I guess you're not grateful for that. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's always dumb when they're like they the things they 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 made them famous they don't want to do like you know yeah. even Brian Cranston came back for the weird Power Ranger reboot movie because that was his his origin stories. Yeah, and I mean Brian Cranston can easily dog on it and just talk a little bit about like oh, this was silly back then. Sure, it was, but yeah. he doesn't like he's not like this is stupid. I'm so mad I made, I did it. Yeah, or who's the actor? Is Alex? Is he Justin been- Chambers. I feel like I've heard his name before, and like before, when I googled him, I felt like I've heard his name before, but I like couldn't think of like what movie it was. Hey, yeah. do judges poop in fields? Nope, Justin Chambers. Oh, and then actually, <laughs> I do so remember. Dumb. I do remember what movie it was. I knew his name from the movie Trolls. He's in Trolls. Yeah, he plays um the uh, blue guy. Oh. Well, you also in Trolls. Raj from Big Bang Theory is in Trolls. And so is Zoe Deschanel from New Girl. And Justin Timberlake. 
just, welcome to our troll Andrew Kendrick. <laughs> Look at that. Let's just let's just sit here and name trolls characters or <laughs> trolls actors. Should we do that? Um, no. Okay. Where were we? Oh, okay. So this is a question just for Emma because you and I have no way to predict this. But Emma, I'm sure you've seen all the episodes, right? You've got yeah, I've like seen up to the 19th. So the question is. Are you looking at the future of the show? Because what we do know is that we do know uh, Ellen Pompeo. <laughs> is that her name? Yeah. That she's not going to be on the show anymore. So the gray of Grey's Anatomy is disappearing. So what is the show going to look like without her? What do you think, Emma? Um, I think it's going to be bad. Because in season 19, she even then, she only appeared in a few episodes and only for like a short amount of time. And that season was really boring. And there was, like, none of the original characters were really in it. And so it's, like, it didn't, like, prediction of, like, the show. They're not going to get as many viewers, or at least that's what I think. Because it's basically, like, a whole new show still with the name Grey's Anatomy. Because, like, none of, like, the same characters are in it. And, like, the main character is leaving that the show is named after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should change the name to who's still in it weber's anatomy that sounds weird that doesn't <laughs> roll off the tongue as well yeah and it's like the show does by now have a deep venture character so like they can i feel like it might even just seem like a spin-off kind of like how the last season of scrubs was but that yeah, was i was gonna old. bring that up it's like everything that you're describing like i feel like i've seen that show before the main cast is not as involved in it and they just kind of are popping up every now and then hmm what medical show have i seen do this so yeah we do not need another scrubs here or another scrubs scrubs it's really funny that scrubs somehow had three different finales and only one of them was good yeah but the one that was good really was good yeah it was the the season eight finale of Scrubs. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen that show, but you keep like recommending it to me. Yeah, it, it's it's a slapstick comedy. It's there are some dramatic moments like Grey's Anatomy, but it's like a, a sitcom that sometimes delves into being dramatic. But what's really funny is that if you compare Scrubs and Grey's Anatomy, there are a lot of similarities because Grey's Anatomy kind of has this dynamic of like a high school cafeteria, like like that sort of class system. And I think that's something that's intriguing to people is that it's this primetime soap opera and nothing's more dramatic than being in high school and figuring out where, where your role is in high school. So there's all these doctors that are in that same way, whereas you get the more juvenile side of that with yeah. scrubs and they play into the comedy of it and yeah. so i feel like they're two sides of the same coin but personally i i prefer scrubs because i do like the jokes and i do like that they can balance it with really good emotion yeah well like you said you said they both do like a singing episode but you said you like the scrubs one better i do like the scrubs musical episode better than the musical episode of um great and which you gave me matt because it was mainly just a mainly just callie herself like imagining herself singing and a couple other characters sing Whereas in Scrubs, like like all the main characters have a big musical number. I didn't. I personally did not even. I'm, I mean, I've never seen the Scrubs um, episode because I've never watched Scrubs. But I like the Grey's Anatomy episode. I did not like that episode. Like I wanted, really? to see it, but like being the first time like I, that I watched it. I in case um, there was anything important, I didn't end up skipping. But it was just like really boring to me, and I did not like it. See, I like that episode. I actually really liked the emotional weight of them all working together to save Izzy and seeing them come together and as they're singing to do that. I thought that was really well done. And so I enjoyed the episode. Yeah. What did I say? Oh, yeah. Izzy. Wrong. (laughs) Completely different character. Yeah. Yeah. Saving Callie. And um, what I the one thing that I didn't like about that episode is they have this one portion in the middle. That's this musical number where they're like, we need another song. What should be a, let's do something lighter. Let's talk about um, the different couples that they have and have them flirt with each other. Like they're going to have sex. I'm like, they're they're Callie's life is hanging in the balance and time is of the essence. No one's going home to go like, see if they're going to do that or not. It's like, Everyone's hanging around the hospital waiting for the good news of Callie. It's yeah. not – this just is off-brand for this episode. It also seemed like, all right, we have all these characters they haven't sang yet. Let's just jam them all into one musical number and have them yeah. all sing for two seconds, and then we'll get back <laughs> to the people who can sing. They were clearly showcasing the people who can sing better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
And my no guess Owen. is they knew that the actress played Callie could sing, and that's why they put her in that position of being the one who is living or dying. Yeah, probably. All right, I got a couple more questions here that I'll throw your guys' way. So, you know, one one thing that is like the rise and fall, how characters go, or and like characters and shows, is how well they interact and work together. And so you get some really good duos in different shows, but what are some of the like the one-two duos that you get of relationships in this show? What are your favorites? Uh, there's, there's a lot of good ones. Early on, one of the ones that I like is the um, the Burke and Shepard duo because they they're kind of they have like a, a professional respect for each other. Like when it comes to work, they're not going to interfere with each other. But clearly, they both are a little competitive. They both want to work themselves up to being chief. Yeah, and it's just like that that rivalry with the professionalism. It's just it's kind of an interesting dynamic there. Yeah, I agree completely. I like that dynamic. What about you, Emma? Um, I, like, I don't want to be basic, but I love <laughs> Meredith and Christina, like, when they're together. It's just, like, really funny. It's yeah. it's not basic. It's like if we asked on uh, Boy Meets World, who's the best duo? Well, we actually did an episode about that. Yeah, we, we did you. just that exact episode. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go back to Scrubs. Uh, Turk and JD, that's yeah. a great relationship. 100%. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. no problem picking, like, the one that they highlight. Um, you know, I had time to think about this and I actually haven't thought about it. So let me kick the can back your way and ask this in a separate way. How about romantic relationships? What do you think is your favorite romantic relationship on the show? Obviously it kind of hinges in the beginning on the Meredith and Derek and like the will they won't they kind of thing. And that lasts for for a little while, but even uh, like, Christina and Burke are interesting. I, I'm, I'm doing earlier ones because that's what I've seen more of because it's so interesting because like it's the, the, the power dynamics and like their personalities are so different. Like at Thanksgiving, she's all upset because he's cooking dinner and she's like, ah, I just want to go to the hospital and drink. Yeah. Well, I don't like their relationship. I don't know. I don't, I think if you keep watching, you would find out why. Have you seen the episodes, like the wedding episode where they get married yet? No. Okay, well, then you'll find out why, but I don't like that relationship. Okay. How about you, Matt? Um, romantic. I think I have to agree. I did like uh, Miranda and Ben, the the new guy that she ends up with. I really liked their dynamic early on because I think one thing that really was great about that, although I'll agree, I like Meredith and Derek, but what I like about Miranda and Ben is Miranda was a woman of a certain age at a certain point of her life that probably didn't feel very attractive and didn't feel like that there was a lot of options for her. Maybe it's not that she didn't feel attractive, but it just didn't feel like she would ever be wanted in the same way that she was when she was 20 something again. And so uh, for this younger guy to come in, he's still close to her age, but a little bit younger. And for him to like, purposefully pursue her and to show her how much he does care and finds her alluring and all of that. I'm like, that's a really good dynamic, especially for someone who could feel like they're past that point in their life. Yeah. I could do that for sure. Um, yeah. And then I liked um, Izzy and Alex. They were a good um, duo, especially when um, Meredith and I think it was Meredith and Derek were going to get married, but they kind of, Izzy was sick. She had cancer and they didn't know like how long she was going to live. I mean, she obviously ended up surviving, but um, they end up taking over the wedding um, because Izzy couldn't make it. And then it was like a surprise of, oh, and now they're going to get married in the hospital room instead of Meredith and um, Derek's wedding. Yeah, I I remember that, but I don't remember honestly too much about their relationship, sadly. Um, But yeah, I can't remember if I even liked them or not. So too bad. No one gets to find out my thoughts. (laughs) Keep them to myself. It's like if you don't know, we can't know. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Here's here's one of the last bigger questions here before we just, you know, then devolve into craziness and probably end up talking about different shows because that's what we do in every episode. Um, we already have. We're gonna we're just it's gonna get worse. Um, which character do you think had the biggest impact when they left the show? I mean, speaking of other shows like 
with office the show is completely different when michael leaves like is there any character that once they go the show completely changes oh well obviously um meredith like like i said in season 19 it just got boring like there was nothing not they weren't following around the same person they've been following around the past how many years Mm -hmm. and all those seasons so they're now following around all these like new characters and you like the new characters they're good, but it's not like it's not Meredith and like the original cast. For me, yeah. when I'm jumping around episodes that I've seen, I definitely notice when Derek's gone and when Christina's gone. Like they're probably well, I mean, the 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 lead is with is Meredith, so it's like her best friend and her love interest. When like they're kind of like her number two jump off. They're gonna points. have an impact on her. Yeah, her impact on her and on the show. So those are the two biggest ones that I've seen so far. I haven't seen any without Meredith yet because I haven't gotten that part. Yeah, neither have I. So because of that, like for me, I would say Derek is the the big um, swing where a a lot of the the greatness of the show was before Derek left. And it's not that he is such an amazing character that we have to have him. Like Derek's a good character, but you definitely feel his absence. And they also make you feel it because they really hinge on that with Meredith and her emotions and like how she is with it. Cause she takes it hard, rightfully so her husband died. And so you, you see her go through that grieving process and you feel it yourself, but then they, they continually bring it back up and it's like, they can themselves, I don't feel like can ever let Derek go either. Yeah. Brian agrees with with the many episodes he's seen since Derek yeah. died. I've seen a couple without Derek, but obviously they've only really ever mentioned him in passing a couple times in the later ones. I didn't. I, I started watching the one right after he died, just to kind of see the reaction because basically no one but Derek and Meredith is in that episode. Oh yeah, I don't remember that episode very well. But then the next one is basically like when they are explaining what happened. He just they're all talking in general and he and she's just like Derek's dead. And like yeah, she goes realize. she goes to the hospital and like nobody really believed her at first. Everyone's yeah. like, What? Like mm-hmm. she walks into the hospital, I think it was like the attendings lounge. She yeah. walks in and everybody's just staying there, you know, carrying on with their day. Like nobody knew that anything had even bad happened to Derek. Yeah. Because he was yeah. at a whole different hospital. Um, he was around a place, um, which is why he couldn't call um like nine one one for um his um um person that he was trying to save. Oh yeah, because they, they had there was no cell service. There was service. no cell service. So like it's not like he could call Meredith or anybody for help. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, I can I can remember a little bit of that episode. What I remember I'm sorry. I, I got I got drunk all of a sudden. I don't remember Reagan my day. They set up that he was driving somewhere. He was, he needed to catch a plane somewhere. He's like, I, I know a, a shortcut to the airport. And he goes through this tunnel. He drops his phone. He can't find his phone. And there's an accident in front of him between two cars. And you think, oh, he's going to crash. He doesn't crash. But since there's no cell service, he, like, jumps out and is able to, like, do be big hero man and yeah. saves the other people in the other cars and gets them to the hospital. And then immediately after that, he gets in his car, keeps looking for his phone, and then gets – smacked by a semi yeah. and gets brought to the same hospital with all the people he saved. And it was actually the little girl who he saved uh, with her mom recognized him. And basically he's like, this is the doctor. This is the guy who helped us all. And they're like, Oh crap, this is a doctor. Like, and they realize who he is. Cause he said his name is Derek. Yeah. And I remember in that you, yeah. you had the narration from Derek as he's trying yeah. to help, like kind of will the doctor to see what the problem is. Cause he knows it. But yeah, he can communicate it. Yeah, he's not verbal. He's he's aware and alert, but he can't speak, which is like yep. being trapped. That's terrifying, like being trapped in your own mind. And you ended yeah, up locked in syndrome. Up, yeah, mm-hmm. he ended up getting these doctors that had no idea what the heck they were doing. And so I was just like raging when I was watching this. Yeah. I was like, "Are you guys stupid? Like, do because because you know we're doctors, we know what we know what to do." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But there was like Clearly. a young female doctor. He's like, I like her. She, and then the the other guy came in, is like bossing her around. And he his narration was like, he probably is not wanting to take her seriously because she's younger and a woman. And he's trying to tell her like, stand your ground. You're 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 wanting to do the right thing. So like, yeah. there was the young, the doctor who was wanting to do the stuff that would have saved him, and the other guy who was just arrogant, just overpowering her in that moment. Yeah. 
yeah, I remember a little bit of that as you're you're explaining it. I watched it like a few days ago, so. Well, that would do it. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, one thing I wanted to hit on and then like we can kind of go from here is that one thing that the other thing that stopped me with Grey's Anatomy that I didn't like is that there are shows like I, I want to compare it to House again because House had points of view because that's that's kind of one of these things that these shows do is that they'll they'll bring up different points of view on things yeah. that are like hot button issues and political ideas and stuff like that. And because of the liberal lean of Grey's Anatomy, I didn't ever felt like they gave any other side the time of day. Whereas like House. I felt like House did a really good job of, hey, like I don't believe – I don't line up with 90% of the things that Dr. House agrees with. And so like he'll bring up a point of view about like anti-God or – and I'm like, I don't agree with that. And then there would be another character in the episode that would be a good foil to that and would bring up the good other side of it and then would kind of leave it at, okay, audience, you get to kind of decide for yourself. And so I thought that that was always a really good way that House did it. Whereas I don't feel like Grey's does that that justice. They kind of have their idea. And so because of that, it comes off preachy versus coming off as thought-provoking. And so after 10 seasons of that, that was another thing that I'm like, you know, I don't I don't think I wanted to keep going on this. So those are the, my two big cutoff factors that I had. Yeah, the I haven't seen a ton of the political side yet. The closest thing to the political I've seen is when um, Callie's dad, who's Hector Elizondo, shows up and he's like oh you're gonna move in with me and i'm gonna take yeah. take over and you're yeah. not gonna be a lesbian anymore that's the that's like the only po- somewhat political thing i've ever seen in that show so far but i i can see how it would lean left because most yep. things lean left these days yeah i mean like just even the whole idea of healthcare and like how healthcare is done like in a show about healthcare, a hundred percent they're going to bump into those issues and you either ignore them or you bring them up and i thought house always did a good job of bringing them up but not like saying this is for sure the correct thing or this is for sure just giving different points of view. I will say this is a political moment. The, the probably the the point where I get the most, I lean the most left probably would be in healthcare because like you go to, I go to the doctor for something small and even after insurance, I get a huge bill. I'm like, really? Yeah. I feel without, without getting too political, I just feel like healthcare is crap and neither side knows what to do with it. Like everyone has their ideas, but it's just like, they, you can't at a certain point it's just stop charging a thousand dollars for a pill of tylenol that might fix some things and so yeah, yeah well, there's, there's go ahead in Grey's anatomy there was even um a few episodes where like some people couldn't afford it so they were like worried about um like you can't no you can't give me this test because i can't afford it uh, i recently just watched uh because in me re-watching it um I just watched an episode um, of the, a person who um, their insurance expired at midnight um, because they couldn't afford it anymore. And um, so then they tried to like fit in all their surgeries and stuff. And um, Miranda ends up just um, putting down like lying and putting down like the surgery started earlier than what it was, like just so that they can get it so that his insurance yeah. will cover it. Yeah. Well, interesting. This is okay, going to Scrubs again. There's an interesting point in Scrubs where the doctors are treating this one guy for these symptoms and and trying to get through this like expensive medication. I think is what it was. And then they they realize that his daughter, who's been visiting him, is like they're seeing the signs of what he's supposed to have with her, and they realize, oh, like they're faking it that he has it because he has really good insurance. Yeah. He's trying to get the medication and then just slide it over to her. Yeah. And see something like that. I think that's a great storyline. That like in and of itself brings up the issue of, yeah, their issue with health insurance versus not having it. And like, what would someone do in that position? And I think that's, that's a great thing. Like someone could do something like this. Is that right? Is it wrong? Et cetera. And they don't make the decision for you, but they bring it up to get you thinking about it. And I think that that should be more how this, how these shows should go versus trying to lead you to, this is what you should think. So see back when I worked at the gas station, I would sometimes not charge people for their fountain drinks just to be nice. I mean, that's the same thing as free surgery, right? That's that's exactly the same thing because the fountain drink markup is a thousand percent. That's it. Yeah. I would do that so often. I was like, I was like, Oh, I forgot to ring up your drink. It's okay. Actually the fountain drink markup is quite exorbitant, but um, you know, but it's still cheap. it is. 
Well, no, no, I that's true. Yeah. Like a dollar for it. It's like you paid two pennies for yeah. the amount that's that we're true. getting. So yeah. we have we have a, a gas station in town, actually, a convenience store that they still are doing 16 ounce quarter pops. And so huh. it's a quarter for 16 ounce. And I was like, this is the best deal I've ever had. And it is inflation proof. And I'm like, I should just bring in my own cup because I'm sure they're spending more on the cups for this than they are the actual syrup. But I'm like, if a company can do this and not go under, then how much are you really paying on the syrup for pop? Yeah. Also, when I worked at Quick Trip, I ate so much unauthorized free food. And guess what? Quick Trip didn't go under. (laughs) I did that when I worked for Burger King when I was a teenager. Oh, yeah. Subway too. When I when I, I've worked a lot of places. <laughs> How about you, Emma? Where have you worked? <laughs> Nowhere yet. Trivia time. So last week we talked about uh, these master manipulators and like characters that just are always manipulating in a TV show. So one of them that we brought up was Lionel Luther from Smallville, played by John Glover. Now, John Glover is no stranger to DC projects. So I was asking what other characters has he played in DC projects or movies? And he was in two different Batman projects. One of them was he was on the Batman animated series as the Riddler. And then in another one, he was in Batman forever. And he was the doctor at the beginning of the movie. Hang on, I'm looking up the name. I just realized I don't remember his name, but he was the doctor at the beginning of the movie that got uh, Uma Thurman to turn into poison Ivy in that that greenhouse down in Brazil or Argentina or whatever it was, he was that guy in John in uh, Batman Forever the movie. So, nice. I didn't know that then or now. Then or now, you still don't. Hang on. I I'm looking at the cast list and I'm not. I know that it was him. I saw. Him. I'm just like trying to find what was the character's name. It's not even on here. John Glover, Batman Forever. I'm I'm curious now because it's a doctor or something. Even within trivia, yeah. a little on the tangents. Oh, it wasn't Batman Forever. That's why it was Batman and Robin because Poison Ivy was in that. He was a uh, Doctor Jason Woodrow. So nice. I just misspoke and had the wrong movie. But yeah, Batman and oh, Robin or Batman the Animated Series. There you go. So I hear that Emma, you have trivia for this week about Grays. Yep. Um, the trivia for this week is what nickname did George get after he performed his first assisted surgery, which was an appendectomy? Dr. Poophead. Got it. Do you remember this? I actually do. Yes. I got it. I recently watched it, but yeah. So Well That's you then. Next week to find out. Next dun dun dun. All right. Well, this time it was, I was, uh, I don't know why I was going to say it that way. This time it was great to have Emma on implying that it wasn't last time. No, I was meaning to say, Emma, I'm glad we got to talk about a show that you liked instead of being forced to watch power Rangers and have to tell us about your thoughts of it. So I'm glad we had this good episode. It was great to have you. Bla- it was great to have you black. Apparently it was great to have you back again. I'm drunk tonight guys. So it's just no words. Um, but until next time, I'm Matt. I'm Brian. And I'm Emma. And we're reminding you to stay tuned and keep watching.